Seeing Beyond Risk, a podcast series from the Canadian Institute of Actuaries. I'm Chris Fivoli, Staff Actuary, Communications and Public Affairs at the CIA. On July 1st, 2020, the CIA leadership changes hands as Mark Tardif completes his term as CIA president and Michelle Saint-Germain succeeds him in this role. We have both Mark and Michelle with us today as we take a look back on the past year and look forward to the year coming. Thanks to you both for joining us today. Thank you, Chris. Great to be here. We'll try to answer your questions. Thanks, Chris. It's nice to be with you and Mark on this one. That's great. Okay, we're going to start off with Mark. First of all, let's take a look back on your year as president. Can you tell us what were some of the major things that you learned during your term? Thanks, Chris. Good question. Um, I've learned how much uh, actuaries can contribute to the public affairs, I would say. The opinion of the CIA is uh, being sought more and more by regulators and other organizations that are closely linked to our traditional areas of practice, but our our public statements are elevating the visibility of our profession. This uh, will give us opportunity to contribute to the public debate and and hopefully open up more job opportunities for actuaries. I'd like to add also that I learned more about the very dedicated volunteers and staff members that want to keep the CIA moving forward. All this power is great to see and keeps our profession strong. The CIA released a revised strategic plan for the years 2020 to 2023. Can you tell us what the main strategic priorities for the organization are and how did we arrive at those particular priorities? Well, at, at first, let's let's go quickly over how we got to our new strategic plan. We asked uh, all councils and, and board members to think about what should be our priorities. We also got feedback from CIA head office leaders. We then held a session with an external moderator familiar with the processes to come up with uh, such a strategic plan. With our first draft, we then discussed this with the board and adopted our final version. Now, the two strategies that came out of here are provide knowledge-based services and products, and second, engage the membership. Our services and products to our publics are knowledge-based and will remain so as the world evolves and as actuaries are taking the opportunity to bring their expertise in the fields. The CIA will encourage them and assist them in exploring these new fields while ensuring that what we offer to our existing areas of practice remains current and of top quality. As for engaged membership, we want all Canadian actuaries to feel that the CIA is their professional association of choice. All should find the need to belong to our institute and be pleased with what the CIA is doing to enhance their competence and broaden their opportunities. The CIA has been operating under a new governance structure for the past short while. I was hoping you could tell us which change in that structure has been most effective in your opinion. I would say first that the creation of the Research Council and the Public Affairs Council were the the main change in structure that I saw. These were both committees before the change. As councils, they now show how important research and public positions are to the CIA. Now, the second change that is also important is creating the actual profession oversight board, what we call APOB. It replaces the actual standards oversight council and now overseeing 
now not only the standard setting process, but also other activities that contribute to the protection of the public, such as the Professionalism and Credential Monitoring Board, the Professional Conduct Board, and the Tribunal Panel. I believe that this is all in the protection of the public position. Can you tell us about some of the opportunities you had this past year to do outreach on behalf of the Institute? Well, I greatly appreciate meeting with actuaries at various outreach events. It started with my presentation in January 2019 at ASNA, the Actuarial Student National Association. This group is very enthusiastic about the actuarial profession, and we will be welcoming many over the next few years. I then met with many actuarial clubs across Canada. I sensed that everyone was proud of their profession and felt connected with the CIA. We also met employers and regulators. They all appeared satisfied with what we were doing. Unfortunately, the COVID crisis cut short and forced us to cancel some meetings that were planned in 2020. We could have carried out some of these virtually, but we still hope that we will be able to reschedule them later on. And finally, can you tell us, was there anything that you didn't get around to accomplishing that you are now leaving to Michelle to look after? Well, a natural one would be following my previous response, and Michelle will have to take on more outreach meetings with employers and regulators as some were canceled. If he wishes that I participate, I will be gladly do so. We are gearing up for research related to COVID-19. Most of this will carry over beyond July 1st, so Michelle will have to handle some of this. I was hoping to move the needle further along the strategy of engaging our membership. This is aimed at seeing all Canadian actuaries finding membership in the CIA as normal and useful. Michelle will take the baton here also. Okay, thanks. Well, let's turn to Michelle now. First off, you've had a very long career as a volunteer in the CIA. Just curious, what motivated you to run for president-elect last year? Thanks, Chris. Uh, it is true I've been involved many years with the CIA in connection with pension issues and various issues on public policy. I need to say that this has been very rewarding to me, and I believe that that made me a better actor. I've also been on the board for quite a few years, and I have seen and I have admired the contributions of many past presidents. Um, so in a certain way, I, I know what I'm getting into, although I did not know that COVID-19 uh, would be coming. I will continue, and I still am a pension expert. Uh, my interest is primarily in the pension area. It has not diminished. And I will continue as a president to participate in what I would call the great pension debate. Uh, one of my main challenge uh, will be to learn about the other practices. And I'm really looking forward to this new learning opportunity. One of the reasons why I chose uh, now to, to act as, as president, it is because it's the right time in my career. I am ending a number of involvement with clients and other organizations. And I'm going to have more time to spend on my volunteer time with the CIA. So let's uh, maybe just, just go through some of the main objectives that you are looking to accomplish uh, during this upcoming year. 
And on top of that, can you tell us if there's one thing you would like to see the CIA doing differently by the time we get to June 2021? Okay, thanks. Good question. Uh, well, first of all, I do not expect to make strategic significant change, uh, but to continue what has been done in the past and continuous to improve continuously the delivery of services that the CIA is offering and to continue to adapt to a changing environment. I will not be alone in that. Really, my role is to support the board, the councils, the committees, and the head office staff. And I need to say, I've been on the board now for a year. I'm impressed by the current members. All my connections with the chair of the councils and the committees and the head office staff have been very, very impressive. And I know, by the way, that with the upcoming election, there'll be new, very competent members joining the board. I, I do want to thank Mark for my year of apprenticeship. I've learned a lot from him and also from John Dark and and from Michel Simar. And I, I, I do believe that with what I've learned, I will be able to rise to the challenge. Uh, by the way, I will hope to do the same thing for Jackie, the uh, upcoming president. Now, our mission to me is, is rather simple. It is to serve our members and to help in the protection of the public. We know how to serve our members. Uh, we know what to do and we know what their expectations are. They want guidance material in their job. They want PD sessions that makes them better actuaries. And they would like us to do various initiatives to expand the role of actuaries in the society. We also know how to protect the public. And, and by the way, this is not inconsistent with our mission to serve our members. At the end of the day, the more the public appreciates our contributions, the greater the demand for actuaries. We also know how to protect the public. Uh, we do that through public positions. Mark has indicated that we've made significant progress in this respect, and we will continue to do it. We also do it through our outreach program to regulators and policymakers. We will continue to do that. And we do that also through our standards and qualifications rules for the new actuaries. If there's one area in terms of expanding our role that I'd like to see us spend more time and better support our members, it is in the area of investments. There are a lot of factories currently working in this growing area, and we could do a better job in supporting them. There are also many other areas that actuaries could be involved. I'm referring to the risk of climate change, the current analysis that has to be done now in connection with the pandemic COVID-19, and also financial planners need help from expert pensions in helping Canadians to plan for their retirement. Now, to do all of this, we need engaged volunteers because with engaged volunteers, uh, we will deliver more to our members. I will continue to encourage members to volunteer. And I want to make sure to, with the staff of the head office 
that any volunteer participation will be rewarding. It'll be useful and it will be pleasant for those who are volunteering. And I want to repeat, anybody who volunteers will become a better actuary. There are various ongoing issues that we need to address. Mark has mentioned a new governance structure since January of this year. There will be some adjustments, some issues that has to be resolved. We need to be very attentive to our link with the Society of Actuaries in connection with the exams and the qualifications requirement. We also need to participate through the IAA at various issues in connection with uh, the uh, international issues. So in short, uh, what I'd like to see is more and better professional development sessions that may have to be virtual, more and, pub and better public positions, and really contribute to the expansion of the role of factories in the investment area. Well, you've both mentioned COVID-19, and uh, as we are recording this episode, we're still in the middle of the lockdown. I just wanted to know, how do you see the pandemic and its aftermath affecting the operations of the CIA as we go forward? First comment, I hope we will return to what is being used here, the new normal as soon as possible, and that will remember this period just as a bad dream. However, in the short run, times are difficult and challenging. The CIA has done some adjustments to its budget. We've canceled more or less all travel, all in-person meetings, and we are transitioning to more and more virtual meetings. And I know that our staff, like probably all of us here on the call, and many other actuaries are working from home. The economy is significantly being affected. Clients of factories and employers of actuaries are also affected. And so our members need to adjust. And our role as the CIA is to support our members during this challenging period. We intend to provide them with guidance on what the uh, crisis means, PD sessions, webcasts, uh, because their job is important. The job of our members is to assist pension plans and insurance companies to go through this different period. Uh, we need to retain some of our assumptions on data that is uncertain and difficult to get. We also need to be close to policymakers and regulators uh, to see how the public uh, can be protected during this period. Now, once this is over, and hopefully it's going to be soon, uh, we will have to learn the lesson uh, from this crisis. We are risk experts, and the crisis illustrates the importance of properly managing risk and properly reaching balance between objectives and different stakeholders. I know that we're going to learn from this experience, and if we learn properly, we will be better at risk management. So in short, one thing that all of you will have to expect is more virtual meetings. And frankly, if we think about it, that's probably a good thing. Okay, so let's wrap up by just looking across the different practice areas that actuaries work in. Uh, which ones do you see facing the biggest challenges this coming year? Well, I won't answer that question as you asked, Chris. <laughs> I will start by saying that 
I don't think there's any better time than now to be an actuary and to be an expert in risk management. There is no shortage of challenges that we're facing. And these challenges are all different between practices and actuaries. I am not worried about our traditional area. They go through a change and we will need to adapt to those changes as we've always done. Issues related to pension, financial security, health of the people is our domain of expertise and will remain extremely important to the public. And I believe, as I said, there are new areas that are open to actuaries, in particular in the area of investments. We are, at the end of the day, expert in changing and in adapting with changes in the environment. And that's what experts are needed. Here are a few examples of some of the changes that I think that we can rise to the challenge. In the pension area, there's a huge transfer of risk to individuals. They will need assistance in managing this risk. And so are the financial planners that are helping Canadians to adjust to the risk that is being transferred to them. Employers are typically very concerned about the health situation of their employees. And there's all sorts of initiatives that employers are considering to help their employees to remain healthy. Actuaries are currently participating in those initiatives and they will continue to do it. Insurance companies are changing. They're more and less, more and more involved in wealth management. They're facing the challenge of the big data analytics that can be done and the information adjustment that uh, relates to this. They need actuaries to do that. And finally, as I said, investments are becoming more complex with increasing sophisticated tools to adjust act to, uh, to understand the risk, and we are risk experts. So in summary, challenges are not missing. Each practice has their own challenges, and the role of the CIA is to help our members to rise to those challenges. Hey, very good. Well, we've covered a lot of ground today, so thanks to both of you for uh, taking the time to speak with us today. All right. Thanks, Chris. We now have over three dozen episodes in our series, so please subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, we would like to hear from you. So please send your comments, suggestions, or episode ideas to podcasts at cia-ica.ca. Until next time, I'm Chris Fivoli, and thank you for tuning in to Seeing Beyond Risk.